smoking, looking, poking the danger Tell them I don't want you, cause I want you And baby, when I'm riding, yeah, I'm riding dirty Registration is out of service Smoking, looking, drinking that potion You can see me swerving, cause I want you I said, you crazy Rose are red, violets are blue But me and you both pushing up daisies if I Now baby, when I get you, get you, get you, get you I'ma go hit the fire with you Smoking, looking, poking that danger Tell the matter with you Cause I You said to me You said your name was Lucy I said, where's Ricardo? You said, oh no, not the show Then you spit a little rap to me like this When I turned 26, I was like, oh About these rappers that I came after when they was boring Lucy gon' fill your pockets Lucy gon' move your mama out of Compton Inside the gigantic mansion like I promised Lucy just wants your trust and loyalty Avoiding me? It's not so easy I'm at these functions accordingly Kendrick, Lucy don't slack a minute Lucy work harder, Lucy gon' call you Even when Lucy know you love your father I'm Lucy, I loosely heard prayers On your first album truly Lucy don't mind cause at the end of the day you'll pursue me Lucy go get it, Lucy not timid Lucy up front, Lucy got paid Paperwork on top of paperwork, I want you to know that Lucy got you all your life, I watched you, and now you all grown up to sign this contract, if that's possible. Get you, get you, get you, get you, I'ma go hit the fire with you, smoking, looking, poking the danger, tell them I don't with you, cause I want you. Now baby, when I'm riding, yeah, I'm riding dirty, registration is out of service, smoking, looking, drinking that potion, you can see me swerving, cause I What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Omnius Podcast. This is episode 63, I believe. And please, let me not be wrong this time because I know I was wrong in the last episode. I believe this is episode 63, finally. Because I did say 63 in the last one. Alright, officially episode 63. And this is a very good number to talk on the subject because... 6 and 3, you times 6 times 3, you get 18. 8 plus 1 is 9. And 6 plus 3 is 9 as well. You turn the 9 upside down, you get 6. And I and I say all of this because the, the numbers 3, 6, and 9 all have a relation. And we're also going to be talking about spirituality and sexuality in this podcast. So make sure that you like the video. If you are on YouTube, you know... And if you are on Spotify, 
make sure that you answer the poll at the very end of the podcast episode. I will remind you at the very end of this podcast episode as well. Apologies if you hear trucks or motorcycles or whatever the case is crossing uh, the road. I am outside. I am at the park. And I wanted to change up the platform here a little bit as well. I'm on a basketball court. Again, cannot ball for my life. Wonderful. All right. (laughs) But it feels great outside. Blue skies, a little clouds here and there. Um, It's like in the 60s, mid-60s, going into 70s. I don't know what's going on with the weather right now because, like, it's supposed to be really cold, even though I'm down south right now. It's it's supposed to be really cold, like, in the 50s, 40s and 50s, Um, even with me being in Georgia. So I don't don't know what the commotion is about that. Um, Global warming, I guess. I don't know. Like, one moment it get really cold, and then the other moment it get really hot. I don't know what's going on with the weather right now. But anyways... Shout out to everybody who be listening to my content and who be hitting me up in my DMs and stuff. And, you know, I appreciate everybody who hits me up and asks me questions or appreciates uh, the people who follow me on Patreon, especially people who subscribe to my Patreon um, and appreciate the content and stuff that I put up on there. Um, I've been slacking a little bit. I know I've been slacking a little bit with the content for the memberships on YouTube. I will be posting a couple of videos this weekend one about Baphomet and the other one concerning um, the basis of um, the Pantheon, which I'm going to be talking about in this video just a little bit. But shout out to everybody who be supporting me in my content and all that other type of good stuff. Um, it's a nice little breeze outside too. But um, I wanted to, and you know what, with my phone, I have some pointers that I would like to discuss. Make sure y'all like the video, like I said before. And you know what? Cause the sun, you know how to, <laughs> cause it's getting dark. I don't know if I have to move my camera somewhere. I knew it probably wasn't a good idea to do this scene in front of trees. Cause of course, you know, because the earth is rotating because you know, the earth isn't flat. Um, like how some Negroes believe um, I don't know if I have to find like a certain space <laughs> for the time being, or maybe I just need to back up to where like I can get some official sun. I wanted to be like in the center of the basketball court. Um, let's see what we can do here. Almost like we're vlogging. <laughs> Um, I wanted to be in the center, but I guess we can't be in the center because I do want y'all to see me good. Um, I could turn the brightness up a little bit as well. Um, it's that tree. <laughs> the tree is still there. Um, so we can do over here. I know we're not going to be in the center, but at least y'all can be able to see me officially. Okay. That was a really good setting, though. All right, y'all can see me. So, we have some pointers that I have, and I always got to keep pointers so that I can keep being on track, even though I tend to ramble a lot. All right, but I want to be out here for too long. I want to be out here for just a good maybe 20 to 30 minutes to discuss the matters at hand.
the reason why I want to talk about spirituality, particularly in this video, and I know I talked about spirituality in the last video, is because, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been really getting more in tune with uh, telling people to invoke certain entities and channeling certain entities so that they can become the best version, uh, best versions of themselves. And, you know, aside from like creating entities, which can be a little hard for some people because um, some people have derived or they have a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> they don't have a good imagination. We'll just put it that way. A lot of people don't use their imagination very well. And it's just like creating a comic book, creating uh, your own DC universe or your own Marvel universe is that you're creating entities. It's like if you have a basketball game or wrestling game and you create a roster of players that is what you're doing with creating entities is that you're giving them personalities you're giving them a face and you give them missions to do what you want them to do for you okay and it's based upon how much power you put and invest in these entities that they are able to work on your behalf and that might sound a little crazy for some people because they can't extend or surpass that understanding but it is what it is that's what people do so in this world they channel your energy okay when you watch television and when you channel when you go on certain channels and certain broadcasts they are casting spells on you they are channeling your energy and they can motivate you and inspire you whether it's Jesus whether it's Muhammad whether it's uh, sports whether it's philosophy, mystery, drama, whatever the case is, each channel is, uh, it has a certain investment of energy that needs to be instilled within their audience in order for them to portray what they want to portray visually in the television, okay? So in the world of media or media, there is an illusion and this illusion is whatever you want it to be, okay? And you can either believe in the matrix or believe in the illusion or go against the grain in uh, what they call, you know, the red pill and really see things for what they are with a different eye. So concerning spirituality, getting back on topic, I want to discuss certain matters concerning Christianity. And <laughs> I for people who have listened to my podcast episode of how I went from being a Christian to being what I am now, um, that is, matter of fact, I can look it up right now while I'm talking about that. But that was a really great podcast episode where I was basically talking about my journey from being um, raised up in the church. Um, I talk about how both sides of my family were highly religious and all the other good stuff. And how I truly came to who I am today, being what we know as to being the Omnius Rome. So it's episode 30. Episode 30 um, is called From Christianity to Omniism. And for people who don't know what omniism is, um, omniism is what I identify with in terms of my spiritual um, perspective on life. It's not a religion. It's more so a, a perspective or an ideology or philosophy in terms of how you look at the world. And I like to use the example of when you have different curriculums at school, you have to learn each curriculum in order to pass and go to the next grade. And so I look at different spiritual systems and different religious systems and different aspects of philosophy and different aspects of people's mottos and how they, would like, how they like to live and stuff like that. 
I learned from each of these particular systems or these dynamics of beliefs and I apply those things to my life or I pick which of those things benefit me the best and that is what we call omniism. It's just like going to a buffet and you picking out certain foods and putting it on the plate. That is omniism for me, okay? So I utilize the resources of all different scopes, all different variations of beliefs and spirituals, uh, spiritual systems, and I apply that to my life. So that is what we call omniism, okay? But concerning the basis of omniism, um, I want to discuss the matters of Christianity, right? And so Christianity for me is something that I know vividly um, very well because I was raised up in the church. Um, both parents were in the church. My dad led the choir. My mom was an accountant. Um, both of my grandparents on my mother's side were the leader of the deacon and deaconesses, all that type of stuff, right? Very good friends with the pastor. Um, I used to come in when I was little certain times and play on the drums while they would set up communion. I, I'm, I'm, I was really invested in the church, right? I'm really deep into the church. Uh, so much so that uh, when I was 12 or 13 years old, I started my own little ministry online where I would get thousands of views of people watching my posts, listening to my audios. And, you know, I was so invested into the religion to such a point to where the pastor told me that I was I was basically destined or it was prophesied that I would be a preacher. OK, I've talked about this in many of my videos where I say, like, he may have not foreseen the whole vision. Right. But he it was there. Right. It was there in terms of me um, being a vessel to teach, being a vessel to apply um, insight for people um, to give insight to people who may not know certain aspects of spirituality, who may not know certain things concerning uh, what it means to walk this spiritual journey, your hero's journey and stuff like that. And I'm able to break down uh, to break down certain things that certain people may not have the gift to do. Right. And that's just who I am. <laughs> that is my gift. I have many I have many different gifts like concerning editing and, and putting stuff together and, and wording certain things in order to get my message out. Um, for people who really been following me for the long run back in 2017, 2018, I was very immature um, and more uh, direct concerning what I wanted to bring out and concerning certain conversations and stuff like that. Now that I'm more mature, I'm 23 going on 24, I'm able to, and even at 21, you know, I talked about this, that I'm able to visually and verbally display and describe and you know break down certain aspects of spirituality or my my way of uh, believing or my way of seeing things that doesn't have to <laughs> directly attack somebody or doesn't have to directly attack a, a certain set of people or a certain way of living whatever the case is you're able to understand where I'm coming from just by how I speak and regardless of how I change up my delivery regardless of whether I grow and mature there's always going to be a whole set of people that's going to get mad at something that I have to say it is what it is can y'all see me I can't even see myself okay so the 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 trees the shadows are getting bigger 
okay because I I noticed like right here like I can't even see myself okay wonderful all right we're just gonna be right here hopefully it's gonna be good and we don't have to deal with the shadows and all that type of stuff I think I found a pretty good spot all right but um what was I talking about what was I getting to we're just gonna get back to the Christianity thing right so I I evolved from you know believing in Christianity I evolved from believing in just a Jesus and just in a God and I talk about this um, in my podcast um, episode 30 but I don't think I specified or really went into the depths of like my emotions right because everybody has experienced the the, the rage right the rage of betrayal um, the rage of feeling duped and bamboozled <laughs> and disrespected you know feeling portrayed by this world feeling portrayed by your parents by your family but you know because you didn't know this type of stuff and you just now come to a realization that yo like how was this information not given to me at such a young age why am I just now finding about you know finding out about this at 16 finding out about this at 20 at 25 maybe even 30 even imagine you 30 years old and you find out everything you done believed in, everything you done went through was just a scam. <laughs> Imagine you was raised up in the church, believed in Jesus, all this type of stuff, and you come to find out Jesus never even existed. So you missed out, and, and I don't mean to make, you know, make anybody feel like, uh, you know, feel bad about how they lived and, and make them feel ashamed or guilty um, or depressed about and there's a trash bag coming this way. Okay, yeah, y'all can't see it, but okay, trash bag. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't mean to make any of y'all feel bad or feel ashamed about how you lived your life. And I'm gonna talk about that later on in this video concerning the basis of like living your life um, in your past and accepting your past self. We're gonna talk about that in a second. But I don't mean to make anybody feel bad or, or ashamed about how they lived. If you lived 30 years as a Christian, be proud of that. If you lived 25 years as a Christian and you're just now coming to the truth, be proud of that. I just need you to understand, like, <laughs> for us who, who are aware around my age, just imagine if you was 30 years old and you just now found out Jesus wasn't, wasn't real. You just now found out that instead of looking for an outside or an external force, the force that you've been looking for and been trying to tap into has been here this whole time, right? You've been waiting for the kingdom of God. You've been waiting for the kingdom of heaven. You've been searching. You've been seeking for the kingdom of heaven. And yet Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. <laughs> it's right here. It's right here in the midst of you. Crazy, right? And so that's where you get to the basis of like, really tapping in, becoming enlightened, spirituality, becoming the best version of yourself, all that type of stuff, right? So when it concerns the basis of like when when I transformed when when I got out of Christianity, you know, I was I was mad, right? And and for people who used to follow me, like I used to make all type of disrespectful type of memes. I used to I mean I was mad, right? <laughs> I was disrespecting the church. I was disrespecting 
all type of, you know, you need to burn the Bible or you need to throw it away, all this type of stuff, right? I was just saying all type of outlandish stuff instead of understanding what I was reading. Because no, no one ever told me that instead of you thinking that the Bible is real, it's mythological, but because it's mythological, that doesn't mean that the substance that's there is taken away. Mythology, it, in a lot of ways, is how we learn to manage life. It's, it's how most of our societies are structured is around mythology, you know? A lot of the things in terms of what we wear and, and what we say and how we go about things is surrounded around mythology. If somebody's lying over and over again, we, we call that person, you know, the boy who cried wolf. Stuff like that. Um, you know, everything from the three little pigs to Goldilocks and the three bears. Everything is centered around mythology. Some things that we wear, like Nike, that goes back to Greek mythology. Certain things that we do, certain things that are structured in terms of our ju uh, judicial system and, and all these type of things, that goes back to, to Kemet or Egypt. So there are certain things, certain things in, in terms of architecture and how we structure things. It all goes back to mythology. Mythology holds, believe it or not, mythology holds more ground than what you deem as to be history. Most things that you might think is historical might be fiction. Most things that are fictional is realer than you think. But we'll just leave it at that. But getting back to spirituality, I got, a spirit, I got out of Christianity mad. Mad at the world, mad at my parents. And it wasn't until I got into studying the Bible again, my, my Israelite phase back in 2019, that I began to study and learn more and learn the precepts upon precepts, line upon lines, you know, all that type of stuff. And it wasn't until I went through my Israelite phase going into, you know, when I transferred to a university that I began to really study and understand what it means to be spiritual and what it means to um, live this life of spirituality and, and adapt to it and all this type of stuff. And so then I transformed from being an Israelite to them being omnius. And I talk about this in my podcast episode where I basically talk about how um, I was a I was a student at my university. I went to this lecture. This Hindu woman, uh, this Hindu woman was talking about the Vedas and she was talking about how the truth is one, but wise men called it by many names. I look it up on on my computer. I did my research about the the whole phrase and stuff like that. And I come to find out that the truth being one and wise men calling it by many names um, was deemed to be omniism. And that it was through this perception of omniism that you are able to have respect. You are able to learn from many different people and apply certain things and certain models and certain phrases and certain principles that you learn from each of these spiritual systems and apply it to your life. Like I was saying before, like how you go to school. You go to school, you learn different curriculums, you learn your ABCs, your one, two, threes, you learn about history, you learn about science and, and certain formulas. And all these things are gathered, uh, all these things you combine and you mix together in order for you to become the best version of yourself. Anyways, so something else I want to bring out is that Christianity is a beautiful religion, Judaism. 
It's a beautiful religion. Islam, it's a beautiful religion. And so what you need to understand is that all of these religions, even when you study their ancient texts, they are describing and depicting to you a visualization of your inner self. When it tells you about reaching the heavens, when it tells you about um, searching within the world, when it tells you about, you know, having power um, in heaven and in earth, it's talking about your inner being. If you look at the Hindu, the Hindu have depictions of people who have worlds and hundreds of people within them. This is a depiction of your inner verse, the universe within yourself. So when you are looking within, when you are seeking the kingdom, the kingdom is within yourself. Literally, the Hindus have depictions of kingdoms, of universes, of, of, of elevations of dimensions within the body. Because the body is how you are going to transcend. It is through the mundane world, it is through the, the material, it is through your body, your temple, that you are going to elevate and transcend and become enlightened. But you have to first attain this understanding that you are within the world, but you are not of this world. So enjoy your life, you know, apply your own spiritualities, your own spiritual systems, apply whatever you see fit concerning how you want to live your life, right? You only live once, YOLO, all this type of stuff. And you have to understand that you are God, generator, operator, and destroyer or director of your life. So you don't have to uh, listen to a gospel. You can create your own gospel once you apply the spiritual principles and once you understand the, the spiritual principles. You don't have to go to a, a, a Vedas or you don't have to go to a Quran or you don't have to go to a Bible or a Torah. Once you understand, you know, you study the fundamentals and the basics of these spiritual systems and you study the curriculums and you go through the fundamental basis of understanding what they are. Like I said, there are levels to this. So once you come to that level of understanding that, oh, you created everything, you can create your own spiritual journey. You can create your own spiritual texts and your, your, your magic books and, and your gospels and your Bibles because you're the source of that. People are trying to find out who created the Bible, who was the original people that created the Quran, who was the original people that created the Vedas, who was the original people that created these ancient texts. It's right here. <laughs> the source is right there. You want to go to the people or to the source or to the, um, the consciousness that created these different texts. All you got to do is look within. The source that is within you created all these ancient texts and you have the ability to create your own ancient texts and display and express your own expression and perspective on what we call the truth. Like I was saying, like Christianity, Islam, Judaism, um, these three major religions that derive out of Africa, if you really learn, you know, and you look at this from, from with an open eye, you'll understand that these are beautiful, beautiful religions. It's just that man has corrupted them. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, these are beautiful religions, beautiful spiritual systems, but they have been corrupted by man and all these denominations and, and what you see in, in, in the media, you know, they give you these false um, or these propagated narratives and rhetorics and, and perspectives and images on, you know, the, the basis of these three major religions. 
But when you study the depths of what these religions personify and what they're supposed to be displayed as, you don't have to subscribe to any denominations because every denomination is created by man. Denominations are just different perspectives on the center basis or the center core of you know, their belief system that surrounds whether it's Christianity, Islam, or Judaism. But, you know, when, once you come to the understanding, you don't have to, um, you don't have to, like, subscribe to a denomination or a person's perspective. You can have your own personal perspective once you're tapped in, right? So, that type of thing. Another thing I want to also reiterate, um, I love Christianity, I love um, I love the way that I grew up, you know, I was raised up in the church. Um, I had a good time in the church. I had a good time becoming that Jesus boy that everybody was, was mad at. You know, I accept that part about myself because when I woke up to the truth, that was something that I always regretted. That was something that I always wanted to be ashamed of. You know, there were certain pictures and certain things I just wanted to erase and I deleted because I didn't want to be associated with that. But that's always going to be a part of me. As long as I live. For people who knew me growing up in school. For, for family members that saw me growing up. It's always going to be a part of me. So why shun it? Why cast it off? I need to accept it. And in order for you to really go through the works of becoming God. And then becoming the creator that created God. Right? In order for you to get to that to that level, you have to first start with the fundamentals. You have to accept your past. You have to go through uh, what we call the shadow work, but you need to do the necessary mental, psychological work of accepting who you are, accepting things that have happened to you, things that you have done, that you have caused, take accountability for, all these type of things. However long it's going to take, because this, this wasn't just a, a day and night thing. This took years for me to finally accept who I am and who I was and who I'm going to be. So I accept that Jesus loving boy with the big cross. <laughs> I, I accept that part of myself even, you know, when I got out of Christianity and I became that conscious Negro that was also annoying as well, uh, wearing all these shirts about protecting black women and, and, and all this. I accept that part of myself even though at one time, you know, I was ashamed of that. But I accept that part of myself because it got me to where I am today. So I accept that part about myself. I accept that, you know, there were times where I shunned all friends, good friends. There were, there were times where I wasn't the best friend. I wasn't really a good friend. I, would I was talking mess about people behind their back. I was the one that shunned good people away. I was the one that messed up. And because I messed up, I'm never going to have a good relationship with whoever it may be. But I accept that part about myself and I love that part about myself because it is it is through those lessons and through me making those mistakes with those people that I'm able to value the great people in my life today. These are this is the way that you have to look at this shadow work. This is the way that you have to look at your past trauma and your past experiences and the things that you've done in the past that you have to accept those things in the dark that you try to shun away. If you're a very sexual person, you have to accept that part about myself. I accept that I'm a very sexual person. If you got to work on certain aspects concerning your sexuality, you accept that whatever has happened to you in the past, whether it's 
somebody took advantage of you, whatever the case is, you accept that part about yourself and now you walk on the journey to healing yourself, to becoming a new person from sprouting from, from going to being a, a caterpillar, uh, a cater caterpillar <laughs> to being a butterfly, you know, going through this transformation where, you know, as a snake sheds its skin, you know, you are going to be reborn, you're going to be renewed. And so that's how you have to look at going through this experience of your journey is that you can't you can't be out here feeling ashamed about your past. Right. As it's as it says in the Bible, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Paul talks about how, like, you know, um, casting away the old man, you know, getting rid of the old man and the things you have done in the past. And he's he called into such a consciousness of this. That he told, you know, the churches that, you know, I don't even identify <laughs> with who I was before. That that's that's gone now. And of course that's with the whole concept of Jesus washing away your sins and washing away you being blameless, all this type of stuff, right? Okay, we understand that. But at the same time, you can't completely cast away your old self. <laughs> You're always going to be associated with your old self. And I think when you look in between the lines of what Paul said in the epistles, you can even understand and even accept that, you know, you may not identify or associate with your old self anymore, but that's a certain part about yourself that you're always going to accept. You know, that, that's something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. And whether you like it or not, you have to accept it. You have to embrace that aspect of yourself because that builds your character. Right. That always builds great character. It doesn't matter if you were somebody like Saul, who was <laughs> who was was often Christians and, and persecuting Christians. Or if you was out here, you know, giving it up to everybody up and down the block, you know, like Mary Madeline. It, it's an it's a aspect of yourself you have to accept because it, it for an example, with Mary Madeline, through her being a prostitute through her and her sexual deviances she was able to become the holy priestess she was able to become that holy divine priestess to anoint christ on his journey same thing with mother mary she was out here in a certain version of the gnostic gospel she was out here being a, a a prostitute a sacred prostitute but it was through her deviances that she gave birth to the christ and it's, it's through the Divine Mother, the Queen, the Great Whore of Heaven. It is through the, 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 the Mother Goddess, the Divine Feminine, Lady Wisdom, that you are to be reborn, that you are to be appointed and purposed on your mission in this hero's journey. And there's shadow is, isn't it? There's a, Lord have mercy. Is, is there a shadow? I mean, it looks like a shadow from my from my end. Let's go over here. I thought we were gonna be safe, <laughs> but let me say that again. Get that for for the clip. Um, but it's it's through the divine mother, it's through the divine feminine that you are able to be reborn again, that you are able to be appointed upon your mission and your purpose, and to fulfill your will right do without will and for those who don't know what do without will means that doesn't mean that you do whatever you want okay that's a very immature mindset to have do without will means that you have the ability and the privilege and the opportunity to fulfill your purpose on this earth that's what it means
So, you know, like I was saying before with Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, all the Marys in, in the Gospels, right? All the sacred prostitutes, the sacred uh, priestesses and, and all this type of stuff. It was through their sexual deviances, however you want to see it, right? It was through their sexuality, through that, that fire, the Kundalini, through this sexual power that they were able to anoint, to christen the Christ. They had the power and the ability because they were more tapped into this sacred energy um, the sexual, the, the sexual sacred energy. It was through that they they were able to be appointed as priestesses um, to display, right? This this anointing, this baptism um, to 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 Christ, and he was to be reborn. And this is what Christ was speaking to Nicodemus about concerning being reborn. That no man can enter into the kingdom unless he be born again. And if you want to look at this from like mythological aspects and stuff like that like how many men do you like, like let's really think about this how many how many men do you think lady wisdom have been with not just men but women as well <laughs> because she doesn't just attach to men she attaches to women as well women embody her and men invoke her right channel her men learn from her Women embody her. That's how this masculine, feminine, yin and yang works. A man is in a line with both his masculine and feminine because he learns from the from the divine feminine. He learns from the the, the divine feminine, but he he doesn't have the equipment <laughs> or the body to embody the divine feminine. He learns from the divine feminine, but only the black woman, the divine feminine. Um, the, the, the vessel of the divine feminine only the woman can display and embody the divine feminine I don't care what you see out here with <laughs> listen I ain't even gonna get into that I don't care what you see out here with men trying to be women women trying to be men it's never going to work a man can never embody and be the, rep the, the representation or the exact display of divine femininity that only can be portrayed through the woman and the woman cannot be a representation or display the exact display of divine masculinity that can only be displayed through the man so these are things that we need to come to realization and understand when it concerns the basis of embodying and invoking these certain type of energies because some people will ask well how can a man invoke Ishtar how can a man invoke or channel are set because these energies dwell within us they dwell within women and they also dwell within us as men as well both Asar and Aset both Ogun and Oshun so we as men can embody Ogun we can embody Asar but we can't get that full display of feminine energy unless we have the woman right beside us and we're learning from that woman right when we're having a, a, a wife or a mate or a lover by our side when we have female friends that we can learn from all this type of good stuff so we can only learn from the divine feminine as men just as with the women they can only learn from uh, the men and learn structure and learn about uh, uh, being in order and learning about provision and having security with the with the men 
We learn from the divine feminine in terms of being creative, being outgoing, being motivated, taking those risks, being chaotic. And it is through this union that we are able to have this yin and yang. It's through this union that we're able to have this unionship, this harmony. You cannot have light without darkness. You cannot have good without evil. You cannot have the woman without the man. And you cannot have the, the man without the woman. So it is through this unionship that you are able to have this uh, relationship. Uh, for the men, you know, having this relationship with the woman and the woman having this relationship with the man. And it is in nature that you can only have this unionship, this click, you know, of, of putting the pieces together of the divine masculine with the divine feminine. It will be very unbalanced for men to be in with men and women being with women. We're just going to keep it at that. <laughs> very unbalanced, very chaotic on either ways, right? On either spectrums, but especially for women because it's very chaotic. I mean, imagine two two chaos, you know what I'm saying? There's no structure. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> did I hit up on everything here? I posted something this morning about um, black women and their sexuality. And uh, this woman named Karen Steffens, uh, Stephans, uh, Steffens, I believe that's how you say her name. Um, but she was talking about how uh, there's a lot of black women out here who are afraid of stepping into their sensuality, their sexual self. And I talk about this in one of my podcast episodes as well, a couple of podcast episodes ago, concerning how there's a lot of women out here who really want to be the divine Devi, who really want to be out here strutting and, and walking and, and really want to be personified that Diana Ross, that Pam Pam Greer, you know, they want to be uh, Tiana Taylor and Kelly Rowland and Beyonce. They really want to be out here strutting. But there's some women out here who uh, they haven't really embodied loving that aspect of themselves because of what their parents have told them, because what the church has told them, because of certain comments that they might see on social media, red pill content, Kevin Samuels, whatever the case is, right? Something, whatever's stopping them, that insecurity, whatever's stopping them from achieving uh, what they want to achieve in life, you know? And what Karen was talking about, matter of fact, being a we'll naked a black woman under the sun by a pool. There's a lot of jealousy and a lot of misunderstanding going on about um, about the sexuality, especially of the black woman. I think that and a lot of times it's been made to seem dirty or or, or hoish or you can't do this, you can't do that. You know what? Insecure women are very competitive with other women. I am not competitive because in my eyes there is no competition. I believe that every woman should feel that way about herself. And then that way we won't have the tits for tats and the ooh she's wearing this and the, oh why is she wearing that. We wouldn't have that if women were confident and secure and knowledgeable. For a woman like as myself, I use my sexuality 100% all the time, every day of the year. Um, that we're shunned or we're... We're, we're made to feel like we're doing something wrong because we use what we have, um, basically by the women that don't use it um, or that don't know how to use it or that wish that they could use it. Today's my birthday, by the way. I'm 24 years old today. Tell me happy birthday. Happy, happy. Thank you very much. So, see, in this video, talking about this beautifully displayed, beautifully, you know, down to the core of what it means to embody and to really tap into and channel your sexual energy. And there's some men in the comments in, in that video on my Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. You can see it for yourself. And they clearly made her point. There's some men in there that was talking about like, 
you know you're teaching women to go crazy you're teaching women to go down this 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 dirty road all this type of stuff right we need moral women we need women that got morals <laughs> all this type of stuff i'm saying all of this in my comments and you're you're proving her point you have a very misunderstanding you have this uh, uh preconceived notion as they call it but you have a, a a misunderstanding on the sexuality of a black woman on the sensual sexual energy of the black woman of the divine feminine it is this crucial and critical aspect of herself that she is able to evolve and to bloom and blossom like a beautiful rose in order for her to transition through the different phases that she is able to be in this world and the three phases that I'm talking about are the three stages of the Devi or the triple black goddesses. So you have the mistress, you have the mother, and then you have the crone, right? So the mistress or the maiden is the one who is outgoing. She's ambitious. She's, she's doing whatever you might call her. Uh, you might think she's for the streets, <laughs> but she's out here living her best life. She's out here doing whatever. It doesn't even just have to be down to the core of just um, having many lovers and stuff like that. Um, this is when we get into like dealing with different archetypes and characters um, And I talk about this on my patreon and I talk about this on my membership as well So if you want to get if you want to know more in depth on the, the three different stages and all that type of stuff follow follow me on my patreon or and or um, Become a member on my YouTube and I have a whole display of talking about this divine feminine energy and I, I break it down thoroughly there I, I can't do it here. <laughs> it would take a very long time but you have the the maiden mistress or the 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 prostitute you have the the mother or the wife or the companion you know when she settles down she finds her lover um the, her prince charming whatever the case is lives happily ever after and then you have the crone or the teacher or the oracle right this is when you hit in your elder stage and you become a example or a teacher um molding the up-and-coming generation there are some women out out here that can be all three at once but it's very rare okay there are some women out here who can be the crone and also be the mistress so women out here can be the maiden and also be the crone and the mistress all in one okay <laughs> or the, uh, the the mother the crone and the mistress all in one so it's not for everybody <laughs> uh, juggling all three at once some women it's just naturally naturally women go through this phase and that's mother nature and when you have uh you know the church and society and red pill content all this type of stuff telling women not to become the maiden not to become the mistress not to become and like i said we're not just talking about a role we're talking about an archetype where the woman becomes lilith where the woman sets out her way and becomes eve in, in a gnostic way where she looks out for for enlightenment where she won't be subservient to just what you say she's going to channel uh she's going to challenge what you say she's going to challenge what you uh want her to do right where she leads the way where she becomes jezebel and embodies the jezebel spirit and there's nothing wrong with the jezebel spirit at all the jezebel spirit is how a woman becomes more confident she walks and and men who don't know themselves fear foolish men fear her right foolish princes want to to dominate her and take her down and stuff like that and that's why she was such a th uh, uh that's why she was such a, a threat to the israelites because of her confidence and how she walked and how she 
maneuvered herself and the Israelites will have you think that she was this wicked woman and and women out here they try to embody this Jezebel listen <laughs> it's a bunch of hoopla you have to embody these women um, get into the stage of becoming the mistress and the maiden they embody Jezebel they embody Lilith so that they can live their best life in their their young years uh, get into their 20s mid 20s late 20s all this type of stuff when they settle down and some women you know it might stop at 23 might stop at 25 where they become the maiden they become the uh, or they become the mother the wife you know they settle down that's that's fine and dandy some women they can juggle becoming the mother or the wife and becoming the mistress as well however you see fit right um all these things you know of course have to be explained and you ain't just gonna go out there doing willy-nilly right i'm not telling you to cross roads without looking both ways you know you do what works best for your life i'm not telling you to just go out there and, and get crazy okay but th this is this is the step of life you know how we, we always say everybody got a whole phase <laughs> well women whether you like it or not, are going to have a whole phase. I think that's just personally mother nature. People ask me, you wouldn't tell your daughter that. She wasn't going to tell me anyway if she out here doing whatever. <laughs> there, there are a lot of women, and I would know. There's a lot of women out here who are just daddy's little girl, daddy's little princess, and you, oh, she's just an angel. They out here getting raw dogged. On the in, I'm talking about off the bed, off the bed, off the edge of the bed, getting raw dog by two to three different Negroes. Listen, I rather educate my my daughter. <laughs> I rather educate my daughter on these archetypes so that she can know who to mess with, who not to mess with, that she can walk and strut in her divine femininity. Rather than to tell her you can't do this, you can't do that. If a woman does this, and yada yada yada. And she going out here being rebellious because being daddy's little girl, she's going to be rebellious. I was rebellious. <laughs> so what I think she going to be? I might as well educate her and accept that aspect of herself and teach her how to maneuver in this world with that energy. Because that energy is going to be high and low. It's going to be there. All right. You can't tame. You can't just suppress and continuously try to crucify the beast. <laughs> It's going to get out of control and you have to learn to either tame it or it's going to tame you. So there you have it. I'm going to teach my daughter the ways of, of what it means when she gets of age, when, when she gets there, when she, you know, when she becomes a young woman, I'm going to teach her that. Her mother's going to teach her that, you know, some of y'all, y'all, y'all going to be just like your parents recycling that same type of principle of suppressing your sexuality suppressing um, certain aspects of just being outgoing and ambitious and and, and you know exploring the world you, you listen a lot of y'all are like the people in the church more than y'all think y'all are as conscious as y'all may say y'all y'all are a lot of y'all still got that church mindset my daughter ain't gonna do this my son ain't gonna do that listen <laughs> Listen, your daughter might be a good 304 in the next 20 years. I, listen, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm just saying. These are things you, these are, you know, a lot of things you just have to take into consideration. All you can do is teach them the way. But it does you no good for you to suppress 
that aspect of themselves, especially if they find out early and you shun them for it. I can't tell you how many times I was shunned because of certain feels, right? Tyron, why would you do that? Tyron, why would you be looking at this? I, I'll give you a little backstory, right? In the sixth grade, in the sixth grade, I found out about the P. <laughs> in the sixth grade, I found out about the P. And listen, I had me a ball for a good couple of months on the computer watching the P. But I couldn't watch it on mine because I had parental control, so I was watching it on my mother's account. My mother looked on the search history, found out something. What, what is this? Uh, sex tube? This woman went in. When I tell you that she went in, I ain't never had somebody wrinkle me so bad in my life in the sixth grade. Went in on me. Tara, why would you watch this? Yada, yada, yada. You ain't supposed to be watching nothing like that. Yada, yada, yada. Yelling, screaming, mad to the core. I'm sitting in my bed feeling so ashamed, feeling so bad, right? I couldn't even, I could never open up and, and tell her what I was feeling, how I was feeling. And we never had the conversation concerning the basis of that ever again. Ever. Never had a conversation concerning this feeling and, and stuff like that. And it, it, listen, you see how I am now? <laughs> I, ain't saying, I ain't saying the way that I am now concerning like being sensual and, and we're dealing with the Debbie. Like they ain't got nothing to do with it. Because I, I went, like I said, I went through the, the necessary shadow work. But it's because of my past, right? Certain things about my past, certain archetypes and, and characters about that, it was always going to be there. That character, that aspect my, of, of, you know, becoming the incubus, the, the, the mojo, the, the ladies man, whatever the case is, right? The, the sexual energy, it was always going to be there. Unfortunately, I found out at a young age. It's a certain part of myself I have to accept. I have to maneuver. I have to, I had to learn and, and wield and skill. But listen, if I would have learned more at a younger age about that energy, if, if my if my parents would have had patience and, you know, wouldn't have made me feel so bad about it, whatever the case is, I might have went about things a different way growing up. I'm just saying. So a lot of y'all, y'all going to have y'all kids and, and, and they might be looking at something they're supposed to be watching. And, and some of y'all just not going to have that sit down. Some of y'all are going to be yelling at them and, and making your daughter feel ashamed that she was looking at a guy or she... Uh, whatever the case is, I've heard some some wild stories of, of women back in middle school and high school. And it's because y'all didn't want to have that conversation with them younger, you know. So they had to sneak around. They had to, oh, you know, I found a... a I've heard instances about, you know, finding a boy in, in your... Uh, in your your room or whatever the case like the, so many instances and all there had to be was a conversation and teaching your daughter about these things and because of this religious this religious structure that we've been given you never was willing to do that that's all i'm saying is 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 way better for you it will benefit you and your children in the long run for you to teach them now, right? Teach them, if, if it's, teach them generally, right? Typically when they are of age. But if it if it happens early, if it happens be before 13, 12, 13, 14, you have to have a little talk with them about something, right? You have to have that little talk with them. You have to be patient with them. Don't make them feel ashamed, all that type of stuff. 
because if you be like the people in my in my comments, I bet you won't tell your daughter that I couldn't have my son do. Listen, they gonna sneak around if if there if there's a certain aspect about themselves where that's <laughs> gonna happen. You either gonna have to deal with it right then and there, or at all. Now I'm not telling you to encourage your children to be expressive and 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 maneuver. So you just have to have a mature conversation with them about that, right? I'm not telling you to, to encourage your daughter to be a 304. I'm not telling... And people are going to take this the wrong way. I understand. All right? It is what it is. But I'm just telling you that if you don't have the conversation with them, if you don't let them know and teach them... I remember I, I was hearing uh, Kareem, you know, the, the master teacher Kareem, he, uh, he was on an interview and he was talking about how, like, when he was in the, the school... Um, and you know, he was one of the, I don't know if he was like a supervisor or if he was like a advisor, whatever the case is, he was going upstairs and he saw two black kids getting it on in the, in the hallway. He didn't shun them. He didn't shame them, but he let the, the boy and the girl know that your body is sacred. Your body is a temple and he gave them the rundown. That's another great perspective concerning the basis of just having that talk with them. But if you don't have to talk with them and you just want to shame them and all this other type of stuff, you're going to have this cycle repeat of 304s being 304s. So it is what it is. But all I'm saying is that getting back to the <laughs> bringing everything home, um, when it comes to learning and learning different perspectives and all this other type of stuff, all of this is a part of your spiritual journey. There are things about yourself, uh, about yourself that you just have to accept. And you have to go through that necessary shadow work and that journey to accept those things about yourself to become the best version of yourself. And you can teach other people on accepting certain things about themselves, whether it's good or bad. You know, um, a lot of things like concerning black women, a lot of black women have been demonized, completely demonized for becoming sensual, you know. Uh, Beyonce coming out with the song Church Girls you know that's a great song to de to describe you know this what I'm talking about concerning that energy and concerning the you know that that archetype or that aspect of yourself that you have to learn to accept and embrace so bringing it all back to spirituality these are things that you have to learn about things that you have to come to an understanding of in order for you to elevate otherwise you're gonna be like the negroes in my comment section who can't get their dick wet because i refuse to believe <laughs> and, and and you know what's crazy they love the 304s they love a good 304 i don't know why they be capping because this trend that went on twitter just the up just a couple of weeks ago of a man being invited to the girls sleepover i don't know if y'all seen it on twitter and I'm talking about hella black men. I don't know what black men didn't post it. I posted it. I don't know what black men didn't post it where they had this fantasy. Not saying they would actually do it, but they just had the fantasy, right? That they would be down for the get down if they would go to a, a, a girl sleepover and, and their girl, you know, gave them the pass to get raw dog, to get, to get passed through, uh, passed around by the girls at the sleepover. Or it could just be a whole... Or whatever the case is. But they had the fantasy of doing that. 
but some of them haven't been through the journey and they haven't accepted that part of themselves it's ridiculous but I know I said I wasn't gonna be out here long and I went against my word y'all know how I be anyways <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this podcast episode thank you for listening to me and and just going through the 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 you know dealing with the shadows and everything finding different places but uh thank you for listening to me and watching this podcast episode make sure that you are subscribed and turn on your notifications check your notifications check the bell because it might say personalized right now but turn on all notifications if you are on spotify listening to this make sure that you answer um the poll below and let me know how you personally feel about this conversation and how you you know how you feel on any aspects you know um, if you just need a little more clarification, <laughs> but genuinely, right? If you genuinely just need a little bit more clarification, hit me up in my DMs, because uh, I, I I refuse. I don't like the setting of like how it looks like on in the comments and stuff like that. So just hit me up in the DMs and stuff like that, or do your own personal research. Or if you're a Patreon, we can have the conversation there as well. All right. But until next time, Tyrone, here we out. The waves brought me a song in the night That spoke in the softening light Words of a lonely one Unknown, caught in the darkening sea Whispering mysteries Where can that poet be? Away island, he lets his poems drift on the sea, immersed in the warmth of the current, they touch the deep part of me.